the pudding, and the pudding in this case is a football. Move! Eat my goal! The goalie has got football pie all over his shirt. Welcome to this episode of the Down the Pub podcast. Uh, on this episode, I am joined by Wanderer's new player, your left back. I think Patrice said you can also play midfield, you can play winger. So multi-talented, uh, Ryan James. Welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, how are you doing? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, re- yep. really, ex- really excited. Um, I-, I know there's a lot of buzz around the city with you coming in here, with, obviously with your experience in the U- USL and, and stuff like that. So um we're, we're really excited to have you here. So uh, we usually just kick off with a couple of easy questions, get you in the swing of things, and then we'll uh, get into the kind of main part of it. So uh, what's your favorite movie? Favorite movie? Should I should have practiced, should have practiced my answers before coming <laughs> Um I do I do watch a lot of movies, but I like the the Top Gun Maverick this year. Um, nice. So I, I do watch a lot of movies throughout the year. So I usually go based on the previous year that just happened. So Top Gun Maverick was my my favorite this year. It's a very good, very good choice. Um, so if you if if somebody said to you, uh, cook me dinner, cook me anything, what would be the dish you would cook? Oh, shepherd's pie. Oh, love it. You'd, you'd fall in love with me. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Uh, the player you model yourself after. Uh, I think Marcelo is uh is a great person to to role model myself and watch play to help myself grow and um I also like Iniesta um but those are great people to watch and mimic and kind of learn from them so uh basically we're going to get to see Marcello and Iniesta in one player this year is that what you're saying to us I uh, it as if you can hold <laughs> off with the podcast um for a little bit I just want people to see it on the field first you know <laughs> I'll cut that bit out and then release it later on. Uh, so, so uh, just get into the main kind of part of the the, uh, the the question. So, in the press release for your move to Halifax, uh, Patrice said you were the first player he called uh, when he got the Hal- the Halifax job. Um, yeah. What did he What did he say to you? And what is the connection you guys have? I was. Uh, it was just a very very easy uh, conversation, just kind of touching base. The season had just ended uh, for myself and. Uh, he's coached in Vonish, sure as a lot of people know, and I play in, I used to play growing up in, in Mississauga. So that's pretty close to Vaughn and our cross definitely passed, uh, our past definitely crossed. So I think it's one of those things where I'm Canadian and he's Canadian and we've kind of been in the same area and two successful, uh, people and, it's nice to connect and just kind of say, Hey, this is my plans for the future. And I see really good things happening. And uh, if you want to be a part of this, uh, that would be amazing. I think you would fit in really well and let's just connect and see where your head's at. And it was just kind of a touch base. See, see where my mind is at and see where he's at. And uh, yeah, it was nice. I'm happy that he, he initiated the call and we got chatting. You've obviously been in the USL for like the past five, six years, I think it is, maybe a little bit longer. Uh, so what's um, why now the decision to come back to Canada? Uh, it's a uh, Nova Scotia as well as a it's a it's a great province. Uh, my my mother and my my mother's side has some roots in 
in Nova Scotia. It's a little bit further, uh, Sydney area, but it's it'd be great to to kind of play and live in an area where they they kind of they kind of grew up and kind of see the the background of your family and all that and play in front of friends and family. And I'm really excited about that part. Um, I think it's going to be a really special year. I'm very excited. I love it. I love it. Sydney's a beautiful city. So uh, um, it's going to be exciting to see uh, some of your family in the stands. Obviously played in the USL and it's a fairly new league. It's not like uh, the like as old as the MLS or anything like that. So what, what do you think the the CPL can learn from the way that the USL has kind of grown over the past couple of years? I think uh, they're kind of on the same trajectory. Uh, they're they're both growing very, very quickly. And the quicker things grow, the more people see it, the more people want to be involved. And I think the CPL can expect more more people to become more interested in a very quick time frame. Because you can see as soon as a couple guys join and a couple guys join and the level goes up and the intensity goes up and you can see the competition for, for spots and everything increases. The league itself just becomes much, much better. And I think that's the trajectory that the CPL is on. And people are, are quickly realizing that the competition is, is there and it's a, it's going to be a good league and it is a good league and it's, it's growing very, very quickly. Um, and before you know it, it'll be one of those leagues where you won't even remember that it only started a couple of years ago. It'll be, oh man, it'll just be the CPL is a, is a good league compared to it's a, it's a good league for, to start. It'll just be a good league. No, when did it start before and after anything like that? So I think that's something that, they can kind of look at and see how it's going and figure out, wow, this is, this is how it's going to go. And they'll probably follow along the same steps. I'm sure as the USL is, has kind of went along. So, so did you see like with the, with the USL, like from when you started to when you finished, uh, the, the level of players was, was growing every year. Was it getting better and better? Did it kind of level out? Like how, how did you find uh, the progression yourself uh, within the USL? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely felt that the level grew a little bit more every year and budgets grow and the competition gets better and people grow as players as well. And you just, when you see someone else step up, it kind of raises the level of everyone. So I think that is as well happening. So guys that maybe they didn't see themselves playing at that level, when you surround yourself with players that are top level players, you also kind of grow a little bit, whether you see it or not. And I think that's what happened in the USL is certain players came in and they they brought up the level of everyone. And those guys started to realize that they had to sharpen up every day. And every day turned in to every week. And then every week turned into every month. And before you knew it, they were another level better. And that made the whole league better. Uh, so I think, yeah, every year I would I would say that you can, you can kind of see from my first year, you know, to my to my seventh year, I I realized that oh man, like it's, it's getting harder and harder to to win games. <laughs> there's there's no easy games out here. Where maybe in my very first year, I'm like oh that's that's gonna be an easy one maybe, and now I left and I'm like oh man, that's not gonna be an easy one. And they're like no, they're not in they're not even in the top four, and I'm like 
they're still not they're they're a good team they're a good team yeah you can definitely see like with the even with the, the cpl too like i mean from year one to i guess this is year five now you know i, I don't think we would have been able to attract a player like yourself from the usl the usl is a really good standard so it's um it's really exciting to see that we can attract talent like yourself in here is like did you talk to any of your like friend, like i know that you've played with nate ingham and stuff like that so did you talk to any of the guys like about moving back to the cpl and what they thought about the league i mean even every offseason guys mix around and you see family and you start training with people all over the world and wherever you are for your offseason so i i mix in and with a lot of the guys and People are, I can tell them, I'm like, yeah, you look sharp. And I know you play in the CPL and you talk and they, they tell them how the competition is, is growing and it is competitive day to day. And it's one of those things where if, if I'm training with you and I find myself having to be very competitive and raising my level, I know that the, the level in the CPL must, must be very good. Um, so yeah, it's, you, you do find yourself mixing and talking about it and seeing and comparing and seeing how quickly it is growing from year to year from conversations. So we have a um, we, we have a very just switch into the wonders a little bit. Uh, obviously, we've had like a huge change over the off season. Stephen left, Patrice came in. We've seen a lot of players move on. A lot of players come in, and one of the things is that our backline is very young. And I, I talked to Jan Fillion, who's obviously going to be our goalkeeper. And he said one of the things Patrice said to him was about helping out these young lads to kind of progress and move on. So will you look to kind of do the same, like to help uh, bring these guys along? I think it's just a, a little bit of guidance. I, I've been in certain leagues and I've, it's not a, it's not something you can always learn just by reading a book or, or just kind of watching a movie or something like that. It's something you have to go through and you have to go through some of those heartbreaks and try certain things and fail at certain things. And there's no right answer to anything, but I think it's a little bit of knowledge through experience that I can, I can give with the, the team this year and kind of lead them in that sense. And also just show it on the field as well. And I hope that I'm, I'm one of the guys that, shows it up every day that yeah that's this is this day wasn't good enough we're gonna need to be better than this if we're gonna want to win the game on the weekend or the game during the weekend yeah we're in the, the end of the season and every point matters it's it's not about the playoffs we're not in the playoffs yet it's about this game here and now and I think sometimes you can get you can lose track in a full season and it's about staying on track and in the moment and week to week rather than looking sometimes at, at as a big picture. So I think uh, just giving a little guidance to the guys and keep them on track throughout the year because everyone's going to be used during the year. And I think as long as you can hold their focus in the right direction, this can be a, a great team. So who were the kind of players who helped guide you when you started, when you became a professional? I definitely, I have a, a couple guys that I, I know for sure. Uh, when I came in, there's a a guy. His name is Canardo Forbes, and I definitely hope he, maybe he maybe he listens to this. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. <laughs> but I definitely know he was one of the players that that guided me. And I remember going there and and coming back and 
and telling telling my dad, I said, you know, all he wants me to do is pass the ball and and he's gonna do something with it. He doesn't want me to have the ball. And I realized as I passed him the ball and he started to trust me more. He uh, he kind of started to bring me under his wing and kind of talk to me more off the field and explain how he saw the game. And I think he's a, a great player. And I play with him in Rochester and Pittsburgh a little bit. And I think I've learned a lot from him. And he is very knowledgeable about the game and not only about the game on the field, but outside the field and tactically and physically. And he's a skillful player that I take what he says uh, and I use it moving forward because I know how long he's been playing and I know how I see how other people look at him and how other coaches look at him and respect him. And I said, that's someone you should follow in the footsteps and, and kind of take what they're saying and bring it to your game and bring it to your life. Uh, hopefully in a, on another podcast, a couple of years down the road, somebody will be saying the same thing about you, man. That's uh, that's yeah. really nice for for someone to like say that about somebody. So you, you know, um, Patrice has said that you can play uh, on the wing or in midfield. Uh, like, what attributes do you bring to each position, and uh, what is your favorite position to play? Yeah, definitely my my favorite is uh, center mid. I think you just you get on the ball so much, you're you're free. I I'm a great I have a great engine, and I I love to run and. <clears throat> just to be on the ball is is joyful it's that's that's why people play for so long you you love playing and i think you play the most in the middle um but i think versatility is such a important thing especially in this day and age of soccer and i think that's something that i've learned from my brother and my my dad growing up that you should learn other positions don't be afraid to play center back. Don't be afraid to play winger. Don't be afraid to play top striker. Don't be afraid to play goalie. And I've, I've tried all these <laughs> things growing up and professionally, I think there's maybe only one position I haven't played. It's probably goalie. And there's throughout my career, I've, I think I've started at least one game in every single position. And it's, I think it's the trust of the coach that you have in you. And two, it's when you have, certain skills you can kind of apply it and, and read the game and know how to apply it in that certain position and I think that's what I bring to the game I, I learn very quickly and I can understand what what role the team needs for me today and if the role is tuck in and be a, a ball player and pass the ball then that's the role I, I do for the team it's for the for the team or it might be we need you to overlap and we need you to bust up and down the line and I am I think I have the ability to adapt and be versatile in the moment. And it doesn't take me very long to to switch, uh, which is a, a very powerful tool and probably one of my best tools in my game. Love it. Um I, I guess Jan should watch out this season then, huh? You're gonna first position. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, yeah, I don't know. I, I only have the one left, so <laughs> So uh, what, what has Patrice kind of told you? Um, I'm not too sure if you saw too many Vaughn Azuri games like, like last year. Obviously, they scored a ton of goals. They were they didn't lose any games. So what has he kind of told you about what he wants to, to do in terms of style of play and where he kind of sees you fitting into uh, what he's trying to do? Some people say momentum's a thing or momentum's not a thing. And 
I'm not sure where I stand on that, but definitely last year was last year. And if you hold on to last year and you think that this is going to be you this year or hold on to last year and you say, well, we won't be good next year because of last year. I think you'd be wrong because it's, it takes every day and this year will definitely be different than last year. It won't be the exact same year. And I think as long as we follow the game plan, it will be, will be good. And there hasn't been much said about uh, the style of play and too much of that. And I'll leave that for Patrice to talk about. <laughs> he's uh he knows he definitely has a plan and I can tell he's, he's being very thoughtful and his direction of players and the style of play and what he wants from each player uh, capability wise. And I think he's going to put it all together. I, I assume he has one or two or three good plans that he could move around pieces. And that's when I, I said the versatility comes into play is because now he has not only one option, maybe, but two styles of options because he has the players to, to be able to produce that style of play. So in the last couple of days, uh, we, we've had uh, a Wanderers under 18 camp and a Wanderers under 23 camp here in the city. Is that something you'd like to get involved with, like to, to kind of pass down, like, you know, as I know we've talked about the young players on the team, but is that something you'd like to, to get in there and, and help out with? Yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely spoken and I'm uh, to Patrice that I'm, I'm taking my, my coaching license and don't get me wrong. I want to, I want to play as, as long as my body can, can withstand a season and, I think I take pretty good care of my body and I think I can still still do the work that needs to be done and not just for my age, but just in general. I think I can can do the work and I do want to get involved. I, I want to get into coaching in Halifax and uh, I like to get involved within the community, within coaching and kind of immerse myself in the experience. And I think coaching and helping out around the, the community is a, a great way to learn the most and kind of connect with the fans that support you so much. And I think it really grows when, when they see you want to be involved, they want to be involved on, on the weekends and you can feel the love in the stadiums. And I think that helps the atmosphere and kind of the passion for the players to, to want to win for their, their city and their community. So, you know, like one of the, the big selling points here for, for Halifax is the, the Wanderers grounds and the, the fan experience. So ha, have you talked, have you heard much about it and have you watched any videos of our games from like the last couple of years or anything like that? And uh, how excited are you to play in front of the fans here? Oh, I've I've heard very, very good things. <laughs> I'm, I'm very, very excited. Uh, that's, that's one of the top things people talk about. And it's one of those things where, yeah, you'll, you'll love it. And it's usually pretty sweet and simple just because there's there's usually no discrepancy between what people are saying. It's kind of just, oh, yeah, you'll love it. And it's it's very simple and sweet just because there's no other there's no other option for you, but you're gonna have to love it because there's <laughs> that's the only emotion you're gonna have. So I'm very, very excited, especially the way people talk and uh, from what I've seen. So, you know, um, you kind of touched on there about your community spirit. Uh, I know that down in, um, um, with, with your last team, you, you started an initiative. Um, it was called When I Was Little. Uh, can you tell us, like, how that came about and uh, what what you do with that? And is it something that you'd like to bring to Halifax? 
yeah so when i was little uh kind of started before covid i wanted to go to jamaica where uh, my dad was born and bring it to his uh his school high school elementary school and kind of give back to the community and encourage kids to continue their education and to to get involved in soccer uh, I love the sport and it's given me so much so I want to give back but I also know education is very 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 important where I want people to be knowledgeable and to think and be independent and to make decisions and <clears throat> continue to learn every day and so it kind of started and I came up with the name to I got a piece of paper from my dad and said, when I was little, I want to be a professional soccer player. I want to try to learn something every day. I want to do X, Y, and Z. Um, and I wrote down a bunch of things. And I think I, I knocked off a bunch of those things. I, I definitely think my parents helped me write the list. It was a well-written out, the letters and everything. I said, oh, that couldn't be me. <laughs> I don't have to write <laughs> But it, it was nice to nice to see that there was a list of goals. And I think goal setting is very important for for kids. And I want to I definitely want to bring it to Halifax and I want to do something there just like I did uh, this year. So I will definitely bring it to the club and hopefully we can work something where we can help somewhere in the community and help some kids around uh, Halifax where this will be beneficial for them because. I think it's very powerful not only to have a goal, but to kind of have someone encourage you to say it out loud and to have someone else listen to your goal. I want to own a hotel one day. And once you say it out loud, it becomes real. And someone heard you and they, I can keep you accountable. Hey, Trevor, I love that goal. And next year when you're coming to watch in 2024, I'm going to check on you, see if you, if you have any more smaller goals to lead to your hotel. And it's almost really nice, I think, for children to hear and be like i think i he's gonna my mom he's gonna check on me next year he's gonna ask what i'm doing <laughs> for my hotel dream and it encourages you to to think about it and not just say i want to be a professional soccer player. how 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 are you going to do it what do you what do you want to do what do you think it's going to take to do it and how can you do something small every day to get closer to that that dream so i think it's uh important to just kind of be that role model and just be there for people in the community because they're there for me on the weekend and I think that can be a, a small moment in their life that can be kind of powerful. So how do you even go about starting an initiative like that? Like, uh, you know, it, it, as you said, like, it's great to say you're going to do stuff. And like, I, I'm I'm the worst procrastinator in the world. I'll say yes. I'll do stuff. I never do it. But, you know, obviously you had to start from somewhere. Like, what were the building blocks to get to where you wanted to be with the initiative? I think the the biggest thing for me was just to just to tell someone uh just to go to someone in the front office and in Birmingham and just say hey you know what I'm I'm actually thinking of trying to do this initiative and raise money for this inner city school and I want Birmingham to do to help me kind of promote it and that's that's as, as much as it as it takes and they're like, yeah, I love that idea. What do you, what do you want to do for it? And I'm like, oh, I have my plans at home. And that's when I'm like, okay, now I have to do it now. <laughs> now they're expecting it. And it was the one step of just telling someone and kind of committing. And 
not necessarily doing the plans too much and I'll learn as I as I go along but sometimes it's just about taking the step and you don't always know where the step's going to take you. you don't have to be fully planned to do something but I knew if I took the step and I started talking to people it would keep me accountable for for doing it and I met some of the kids that I talked to about and I said yeah now I'm going to work to do it and and figure out a way to get this done and um I was able to to raise the money we wanted and I, we hit our goal and I was I was very excited I didn't have everything that I did I wasn't 100% planned it out before I started it I had some things planned out and I said let's figure it out as we go along and if I don't do it now maybe I don't do it tomorrow but if I let's just do it let's just do it now and if we fail you know we'll still raise a thousand dollars which is better than nothing or we'll still do we'll still get some gear for the kids and that's not what we wanted but it's better than nothing it's better than me sitting here and being like no, I can't do it. I can't do it. Uh, there's no way I, I can't see myself doing it. Yeah, I can't see myself doing it because I haven't done it yet. Now I've done it and I can see myself doing it and I can picture it. And my dream my dream has just gotten stronger and I see it getting even better now that I'm in Halifax doing it once. So uh, from experience I can I can definitely say that uh the the club will definitely help you with, with whatever you kind of you, you plan to do because they've been so supportive of the, the clubs here in the city and they've done a lot of stuff for United Way and stuff like that. So it's a big part of who the club is and what the city is just for everybody to help each other. So you're definitely going to get the support uh, if you ever decide to do something like that here. So uh, yeah, man, we'll, we'll, all, we'll all definitely pitch in and help you out. Um, so, so do you think that you made uh, some new football players with the when the kids that you were helping out in in Birmingham yeah I think there's I thought there is I hate to say it there's some 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 kids that scored some penalties on me (laughs) they did some celebrations and I wasn't happy (laughs) because I couldn't actually stop the goal you know when someone actually scores on you and you let a little kid score and you're like ah it's okay then I let you score there's a couple in there where they scored and I had no chance (laughs) So that's it. That's also exciting to see the joy. You know, they score on you, and when you let it go in, you're just kind of like, "Oh, that's, I love to still see you smile and enjoy it." And then there's sometimes when they score on you and they celebrate, and you know you couldn't save, it and they're like, "You probably just let it in." And I'm like, "Yeah, I just let it in." But I'm like, "No, no." So it's uh, it's very, it's very, 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 very cool. And you get, uh, I think you can see it once you do it once. You can see it may not mean as much, maybe to you in the moment and you might not see it how much it impacts someone but in the end later this this could be a moment in their life where they're like i remember when a guy from birmingham legion they might not remember my name but they might remember the feeling it gave them that day when someone from the legion the professional team in their city came and showed interest in their soccer ability and told them hey you're good enough and so that's that's very special. It only takes one person to tell you that you're good enough to do something and watch that watch when you say that to someone how much they grow and how much confidence it gives them. That, that's that's awesome. So yeah, I just had a quick question about like uh Birmingham. Um obviously American football is the the the, the biggest sport down there. Um so what's what how's the uh, the the soccer community coming together in a city like that? Is it because obviously it's difficult to try and turn people 
from a sport like American football to, to soccer? Like what was the, the community like down there? It's, it's, it's very good. It's, it's definitely new. Uh, you got Alabama football. You have people yelling, roll tie out the window for no other reason than just roll tie. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's a very popular sport and it's a very dominant sport football down there. And they're just sports people. And I think you always can find a good group of soccer fanatics in any city, in any state, province, or country. And they definitely had a good support system there and people that cared and showed up game after game. So it was really cool to see too. So um, you, you, your last game for them was obviously the uh, the playoff game when I think you played against your old team in the uh, – I went to a, a really long uh, penalty shootout. So how was that game for you? Um, like what was the, the feelings at the end? Like um, did you know that you were going to not come back next year? Like what was the emotions? I, I was uh, definitely – you're thinking of the game and the way it panned out. It was a, a bitter – a bitter ending and always a little bittersweet because you're you're excited for the hard work you put in and not everything went bad through the season um, but obviously only one person leaves the whole season ending on a good note everyone else there's only one winner so everyone else kind of leaves a little sad we didn't win and it's a little it hurts a little bit every every time um, and even to have it that close and to be in that fashion um, hurts a bit but I think it ultimately will bring the community closer together and it'll gear them up for, for next year. So I think uh, as much as it, it hurts, it kind of fuels them and shows them that there's a chance next year and they're just going to be better prepared and they're going to, they're going to give a good fight again next year. I know for sure. Um, You know, you kind of, you kind of mentioned your brother and your dad there. So was was soccer like a uh, a big part of uh, your childhood growing up? And what are your kind of like earliest uh, football memories? Oh, definitely, uh, definitely a big football family here. Um, everyone's played played it at least once, from my mom to uh, to my dad to my sister to my my brother. And my earliest football memories, I think, are sitting and it's I don't even know if it's I actually played a game but I got I got a jersey and I just got to sit on the bench of my sister's team and you don't you don't realize you're it's you and then three other girls just sitting next to you you just notice that I, I got a watermelon in my hand and an orange slice in the, the other hand and I'm just living life <laughs> you know and uh I was super excited I got to hang out with my my sister and her friends and as a as the young brother the youngest of the three, you always you're always trying to bug your olders and trying to hang out with their friends. So it was a really cool experience for me to just sit there and get a trophy at the end of the year and wear a jersey with them. Um, so that's my earliest uh, my earliest memory playing on an all girls team, orange slices and trophies. So doesn't get much better than that, I guess. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, my last question for you. Uh, we do this on every episode. So you're gonna play in a five aside tournament. Um, from the players you've played with, um, who gets on your team? Oh, it's a tough one. I'm. Am I? Am I the manager? It's up to yourself, man. You can include yourself or put yourself. Obviously, I'm. I'm putting myself in there. Easy. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna make it a. I'm gonna make it a. 
goalie, uh, one of my one of my friends, Alex, Alex P. He'll know who he is. Um, we got we got Jordan Dover. We need some attacking. But I'm gonna throw my brother in there. Nice. Kevin James, yeah, good attacker. Um. Yeah, center. Center mid. Let's let's just throw uh Vol, Vol Fall in there in the middle. And uh my dad's always wanted to to play on a five aside team and be in a professional environment. So he's he's gonna get the <laughs> next spot there for me. Love yeah. it. Love it. That's awesome. <clears throat> so um it, it's been it's been great to get to know you a little bit better. Um I'm sure as I said, like the city here the fans are really excited for you to get here, man. It's uh, you know, they've all seen your your pedigree and um your experience and stuff like that. And the fact you've chosen to come to Halifax, we're all really excited. We're really excited for the new manager and to see all the players. So uh thank you so much for hanging out, man, and uh hopefully get to see you soon. Yeah, thanks for having me on here. It was a great time to to get to know you a little bit more and talk. Cheers, buddy. Um Yeah!